No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Joshua sends two men to spy on Jericho. They meet a prostitute named Rahab who hides them and negotiates with them to save her family. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Joshua chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. Moses had died, and God had commissioned Joshua to be the new leader. Joshua would lead the children of Israel into the promised land, would conquer the inhabitants of the land, and would divide the inheritance among the twelve tribes. One stronghold stood between them and the land God had given to them, the city of Jericho. But before they went in, there was one Gentile whom God wanted to save. We pick it up in Joshua chapter 2. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Now this was a bit risky. Joshua no doubt remembered what happened when Moses sent out spies 38 years earlier. In fact, Joshua was one of them. Ten spies came back with a negative report and discouraged the hearts of the people. That resulted in the next 38 years being in the wilderness. Joshua wanted reconnaissance, but he only sent two spies this time. And they were focused primarily on bringing a report back for one city, namely Jericho. And they were to report back to Joshua, not to the entire congregation. Now the Lord had told Joshua, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses. The land was already theirs, according to the word of the Lord. Nevertheless, Joshua exercised due diligence, no doubt searching for critical vulnerabilities in the enemy's defenses. Matthew Henry writes, Faith in God's promise ought not to supersede but encourage our diligence in the use of proper means. In other words, God is still thoroughly practical. Looking for a place to stay, the two spies were no doubt directed to the house of Rahab, a prostitute who was known to board guests. Providence had brought them to the one unlikely person who believed in the Lord. Verse 2, And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. It wasn't long until word reached the king that two Hebrew spies had entered the city and were staying at the house of Rahab. Therefore, he sent his servants to Rahab's house to apprehend them. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof 
and hidden them with stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now, why would Rahab risk her own life to hide two strangers from the king and even commit treason? For she was harboring the enemy. We will see that it was because she believed in the God of the Hebrews. Rahab lied to protect these two men. This brings up the issue of situational ethics. In the Ten Commandments, we are told not to bear false witness. In Colossians 3, the Apostle Paul writes, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. You can never really say that it's God's will to lie. However, Rahab was living in a godless culture without God's law. Rahab believed that God was giving her city to Israel. Therefore, for her, hiding these two Hebrew spies was a matter of life or death. If we're honest with ourselves, probably most of us would lie if we believed it would save us and our families from death. The king's men followed Rahab's advice and searched for the spies outside the city. Meanwhile, the city gates were shut, leaving the spies no way out. Now, before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath." In addition to giving the spies valuable intel, Rahab's testimony revealed three ways that she personally believed in the Lord. First, she heard the reports of the acts of the Lord, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, and she believed them. He dried up the water of the Red Sea for Israel when they came up out of Egypt, and he empowered Israel to defeat and destroy two formidable Amorite kings on the east side of the Jordan River, Sion and Og. Second, Rahab feared the God of Israel. The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Many people come to a saving faith by fearing God and fearing hell. Now, Rahab testified that, in fact, the terror of Israel had fallen upon the entire city of Jericho, that their hearts had melted, and that no one had any courage left. They could see that Yahweh was God in heaven above and on earth beneath, unlike their pagan deities. This was a direct fulfillment of what God had told Moses in Deuteronomy 2.25, this day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. Third, Rahab personally trusted in the Lord. Because of Rahab's faith, 
She is one of only two women listed in the Faith Hall of Fame in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 31 says, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. The other woman who's mentioned in Hebrews 11 is Sarah. How amazing is it that a prostitute should be named alongside a princess? For that is the meaning of Sarah and what God called her. Sarah was a Hebrew, a moral woman, who worshipped only Yahweh. Rahab was a Gentile who earned money selling her body and who worshipped pagan gods and idols. From the human perspective, these two women had nothing in common. But from God's perspective, they both shared saving faith in the Lord. Verse 12. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, And it shall be, when the Lord has given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Rahab made a living from propositions. No doubt she was a keen negotiator. Now that she had risked her own life to save the two Hebrew spies, she knew that they were indebted to her. This was her leverage. She made a deal with them to save her family. The spies agreed to her terms if Rahab or her family didn't breathe a word of this to anyone. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall, and she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward you may go your way. So the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head. And we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. These verses hang on the scarlet cord in the window. Pardon the pun. First, Rahab used the scarlet cord to let the Hebrew spies down through the window so that they could escape. Second, this same scarlet cord would be the means that Rahab and her family would be saved. The spies knew that the only way that they could guarantee Rahab and her family's safety was for there to be this distinguishing mark on her home that could easily be communicated to the army when they attacked the city. Therefore, they told her, This oath is not binding unless this scarlet cord is hanging in your window. 
Do you think there's any significance in the Holy Spirit giving us the color of the cord? Why scarlet? Scarlet is the color of blood, and the blood of Jesus is the means of our salvation. It is interesting that in this story, both Jews and Gentiles were saved by the scarlet cord. In Christ, both Jews and Gentiles are saved from their sins through the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. The blood applied to our hearts is the distinguishing mark that guarantees our salvation. Verse 22, they departed and went to the mountain and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain and crossed over. And they came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, truly, the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands. For indeed, all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Rahab's testimony would now bring them courage. And this story should encourage anybody, regardless of your background, to know that you can exercise saving faith and be counted among the redeemed. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see that the Lord proves to all of Israel that He is with Joshua by standing the Jordan River in a heap so that the children of Israel cross on dry ground. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Joshua on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.